Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 7th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances are brilliant and the only true restorative solution we have at our fingertips. Without an honest, moral people and without the checks and balances, ladies and gentlemen, we'll just melt down like every other republic or every other country. But if we understand the principles that made America great, we can do so again. It starts with morality in the people, and it starts with using the checks and balances that put we, the people, in charge of the proper role of constitutional limited government. By the way, as you know, we reject revolution, but we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Yeah, we got our problems. There's no doubt about it. And those problems are massive. We're not going to lie to you. But we also know there are solutions and there are ways forward with people who believe in Christ. Welcome to the broadcast. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, we're taking America back, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time, Friday. And I'm going to skip the news that was refused to use notes for yesterday's show. Go check them out, though. They are online at libertyroundtable.com, and if you're there, please have the heart to donate today. All right, Kurt wanted to book a guest. We'll get to the guest in just a second. Very, 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 on one hand, simple to understand topic. On the other hand, an incredibly complicated topic to discuss because number one it's right in front of you number one it's right in your face and it's so blatant so obvious so i don't even know how to describe it but transparent that it'll shock you on the other hand it's so extreme and in your face that you you almost can't believe it exists ladies and gentlemen these government conspiracies are like that they're hidden in plain sight is kind of the joke right well the story starts out very very dishonestly and it's been done for thousands of years see biblical money is constitutional honest currency what am i talking about honest biblical weights and measures gold and silver and when you have gold and silver currency or currencies countries the corporate world individuals cannot be manipulated because honest money has intrinsic value and it's easy to understand how to lock down or control government. That is the honesty of real money, gold and silver. And when that happens, you don't have shenanigans. You don't have deceptions and misrepresentations. You don't have fake value. You have intrinsic value. And you don't have a debt-based system. You have an asset-based reality. That is the simple way to describe what's going on. When we had honest money in America, we locked down the politicians. We prevented wars. We literally stood for honesty and integrity. And we had asset-based value in our society, in our transactions, and in our currency. But the second we allowed the thugs to go to creature from Jekyll Island, if you will, the second we let them go to Jekyll Island in 1913, believe it or not, it's a real place in Georgia. The second we let them go there and create a fake money system, a, a private 
cartel of banking thugs. We let them rule the world. They created it. They replaced our real asset-based, honest weights and measures, biblical currency with fake money. And when that happens, you can buy anything in this world for money. You can manipulate. You can lie. You can pretend debts are assets. You can pretend assets are debts. You can manipulate. You can control. You can obfuscate. That's the heart of our discussion today. We're talking about the dumbing down of America, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about who profits. And the man to do it has been, um, I would say he's probably one of the most intelligent men on the planet. But he's also one of the most maligned men on the planet. His name is Walter Burian. He's been around doing this stuff for a long time. And they say he's involved in a conspiracy and that he's a con man and that he's a felon and that he's, okay. And they even won't even have a Facebook, I'm sorry, a, a, a Wikipedia page on him. They took it down. They're just like, this guy's just too, I mean, he's worse than Al Capone in these people's minds, right? But the problem is when you get right over the target, you're catching flack. When you tell the truth to the point that Walter Berrien has done, they just don't know what to do with you. So all they can do is try to destroy your character. His website is CAFR1.com. CAFR1.com. And he wrote a book called The Biggest Game in Town. And he's been highlighting what's going on in government and how they've moved us from an honest asset-based currency, which held everything and everybody in check. Transparency and accountability through honest money. He documents how when we moved away from that honest money to fake fiat currency, how they now in plain sight manipulate everything to the point where you can't even believe it's happening, but it's true and it's documentable. Now, I know that was a long introduction, but we do have all the stops taken out. No review of previous shows to our guest. Richard Mack will join us second hour midstream as well. Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Good buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. And Walter Birian is with us as well. Welcome, my friend, to Liberty Roundtable Live. Good morning, Sam and Kurt. Let me ask you this. For a starter, have I art articulated the core of the problem? Mm, I usually like to boil it down to uh, read an opportunity running unrestrained, <clears throat> which, yeah, there, you know, people have no real conception on what government is in reality. And, you know, a city, a county, a state is bringing in more money and wealth, the government, than Midas ever dreamed about. And okay, but the only reason this is happening is because they've moved us from honest, transparent currency to fake money. Well, I'd like to expand upon that. Yeah, I listened to your definition. You're missing a big point. Uh, they transition, basically. Uh, you know, we were on a gold-silver-backed uh, current asset currency up until basically 63. <clears throat> the, the value... Intrinsic value in the United States, you know, come around that time, there was probably only less than 1% of the gold and silver available to equal the intrinsic value. 
you know, as far as what was taking place. So they went to a fiat currency to give themselves the ability for unlimited expansion and takeover. Keep in mind, government from uh, basically starting about the 50s, 60s, they started investing and taking over corporations, banks, brokerage houses, insurance companies by being the primary investor, little bit by little bit each and every year. So, you know, government was... But but the only way they can do that is if they can create money, putting them in charge. When you have a monopoly on money and you can create it out of thin air, it couldn't be done without that piece, though, right? By, by, yeah, correct. By the manipulation of a fiat currency, it gave them the ability for unlimited expansion and takeover because they're printing the money. You know, if, if you're buying something with a commodity such as gold or silver, uh, you know, you can only use what you have to acquire. And, you know, you can ram the price up on silver and gold. I mean, if they were using silver and gold as a bartering tool, and, you know, as the currency, a, a gold or silver bank currency right now, uh, to be able to equal the intrinsic value and what it's being used for, you'd have a gold price probably somewhere around $400,000 an ounce, you know, and a silver price you know, in the $1,200, $1,500 range usually. <clears throat> but, which is one of the reasons why they did not do that. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, there's the the golden rule. He owns the gold. Uh, you know, makes the rules. Well, picture if uh, currency was exclusively backed by gold right now. The people that own all the gold, I don't think, would really want them making the rules. Now, on the fiat basis, all of this fiat currency that's uh, trading hands. Um, you know, uh, there's been serious abuses. And the uh, about five or six months ago, I finally got my hands on a report. You know, I've always talked about consolidated totals of wealth being taken over by government, their investment capital, their you know cash on hand, uh, the takeover of the banks, brokerage houses, insurance companies, and so forth. But I would always have to you know do guesstimates, factoring, and so forth from what was available to me. Well, what I found was something called the Z1 report. Uh, It is put out by the Federal Reserve each year. It shows the collective wealth of all primary groups in the country, local government, federal government, banks, brokerage houses, insurance companies, the private sectors, all the corporations. It consolidates the collective wealth. Now, just to give you an example, you know, uh, government's pension. So, could you call that a simple, uh, broad P and L? Most important, most important data anyone can look at. Period. Because it shows who owns what. It's like the broad P and L, if you will, right? The wealth of the world. Who holds it? Yep, and they call that a P and L in the financial world, ladies and gentlemen. Profit and loss statements. Hang tight, Walter Berian, with us. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? 
Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Hey, listen up. This is a deep state alert. Former Texas Congressman Steve Stockman, who moved to arrest Lois Lerner for contempt of Congress, has been imprisoned by the very office that Lerner led. You heard right. Stockman hit the Obama administration hard, and they hit back with the full force of the federal government. The guy who said he wanted Mark Levin as Speaker of the House was the first to threaten Obama's impeachment, exposed Hillary's selling steel to the Iranians, and blocked both Obama's immigration and gun bills from even reaching the House. But Obama holdovers came after him in federal court with trumped up charges and have locked our guy up. Like many others, he was on Obama's hit list. Steve fought for us in Congress, now we need to fight for him. Don't abandon this wounded hero on the battlefield. Let's help cover his massive legal costs. To chip in five bucks or more, text the word FIGHT to 444-999. That's FIGHT, F-I-G-H-T, to 444-999. Or go to DefendAPatriot.com. That's DefendAPatriot.com. All right, so Walter Berian, our guest, he discovered what's called a Z, Zulu One. I'm telling you right now, it's kind of like a big P&L for the world almost, isn't it, Walter? Well, you know, what's important is who owns the wealth? And they've been building up the wealth within government for the last 80 years to where government now owns it all. The private sector is inconsequential compared to the holdings of government. It's fascism on crack, isn't it? Uh, well, I always bring up the point. You know, did you ever wonder why uh, Gorbachev went Democratic back in the 80s and then China in 99, 2000? They looked, you know, communism was about government having 100% control of the wealth of the country. Okay. And, you know, Russia, the old philosophy was, we are the state, we will take care of you. <clears throat> you know, and government owned everything. Well, Gorbachev and China looked at the numbers in the United States, and the United States was progressing with government taking over all of the wealth. Your income, your property, they were tagging into everything. In other words, we became the modern reality check how to make a country tyrannical and how to take complete control. It's a, it's a modern life sample they're watching, fulfilling their hopes and dreams, right? We, we wrote the better blueprint for absolute government ownership of the wealth, which is what communism is about to a certain extent. And that's why Gorbachev went democratic and People's Republic of China went democratic. Now, when Gorbachev went uh, democratic back in the 80s, we sweetened the pie by offering, uh, if he disbanded the Soviet Union, would invest six trillion dollars into the Soviet bloc countries, Russia, Czechoslovakia, Poland, and so forth. 
And, uh, you know, he agreed and disbanded the Soviet Union. We sank in about $6 trillion. Uh, Mexico, before that, you know, we destabilized uh, by manipulating their currency, drove it down through the floor, and then came in with about $500 billion, taking over the Mexican economy. And then we opened up NAFTA, GATT, and so forth uh, for the flood of Mexican goods coming into the United States. But what the public didn't realize was the number one profiteer was her own government. They had pre-positioned ownership of different industry groups in Mexico, then focused all the orders through those industry groups to profit. I mean, they were making uh, 800, 2,000% profits per year when they first started doing that. I mean, phenomenal profits. The Russian deal, when they sank in $6 trillion into the Soviet bloc countries, eh, the returns were like 85%, 125%, 145%, but still very good. <clears throat> so, you know, going back to the fiat currency, as government invested, you know, 3 5 8% per year, you know, each and every year, you know, uh, if we're looking at 5%, my favorite expression is there's only, only so many nickels in a dollar. <laughs> they eventually, you know, bought up the majority of the Fortune 500 companies, the banks by investment, the brokerage houses by investment, the insurance companies by investment, they became the primary owner and controller by investment. So we've been manipulating other countries worldwide where and how those invest, that investment capital is utilized. Uh, you know, we did the same thing in China in 2000. We sank in a few trillion dollars into the Chinese industry groups, then focused on uh, opening up the floodgates of China goods. But again, what the public didn't realize was the number one profiteer from that trade with China was her own collective government, who had prepositioned on the investments before opening up the floodgates of Chinese goods. Now, they couldn't do this, though, if they were forced to use constitutional gold and silver currency, could they? Uh, no, because it would run short. <clears throat> but you know, the, they also you know, couldn't create the booms and busts that allow them to concentrate wealth. Yeah, the you know the the way I look at it is anything can be abused, anything can be misused, whether it be a fiat currency, whether it be a gold or silver bank currency. You know, it's getting a grip on the ethics behind what's happening. And over the last hundred years, the U.S. government. And combined with uh, local governments, have become nothing other than a takeover machine, aggressively taking over more and more of the public's income, more and more control over the public's property, you know, more and more control even over our families and our children. You know, the prison systems in the United States—it's the largest in the world. Why? Extremely profitable extremely profitable the more beds they fill you know they're you know tagging uh, the taxpayer for x amount of tens of thousands of dollars per prisoner and you know the public sits there scratching their heads saying there's something wrong here but i just can't put my finger on it it's very simple the money involved the wealth generation involved. so your summary of, of this whole problem or this whole scenario is your book the biggest game in town which kind of documents... Um, it's, a video. it's a video, not a book. But. Oh, okay, it's a video, not a book. How about the dumbing down of America? Is that a video, too? Uh, 
uh, it's more of an article, some, right? That would be someone else. You know, there may be an article I put out uh, called "The Dumbing Down of uh, America," but the biggest example I give, you know, I, I've learned analogies are very good in teaching, and I've asked, you know, many, many people over the years, uh, especially parents. I said, when your kids were. 12, 13, 14 years old, would you have given them carte blanche to write their own allowance check? Everybody goes, no way in hell, I would never do that. <laughs> and I reply back with, well, we did that with our own government <laughs> with about the same results for having done so. Uh, and people are familiar with taxation. You know, to keep, the, you know, to be able to secure all the wealth and take all the wealth, they have to keep the population you know, dumbed down on one side and masterfully entertained on the other. Yeah, so government and their, you know, cooperatives in the syndicated media and so forth, you know, have worked on the philosophy of how to entertain the population into distraction where they never realize or see what's taking place right in front of them each and every day. And what was taking place in front of them was the takeover of this country. <laughs> now, this is something I'm sure you're very familiar with. You know, sales tax. You know, on every sale, most states now are charging eight and a half percent. You know, and here, so on every transaction, eight and a half percent goes back to government. Okay, that's just on sales tax. Property tax. Anybody who has property tax, they don't own their property. They're renters. If they don't pay the property tax, you know, the government comes in, throws them off the property, and uh, confiscates it and sells it to one of their buddies for 10 cents on the dollar. And be very afraid of property tax. Uh, what I started disclosure, you know, it was the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report, which is where I started disclosure. Uh, everyone was being promoted budgets, you know, selectively created budgets, budgets, budgets. And a budget, you know, picture your house. You have a budget for running your house, paying the lawn, you know, uh, care, the insurance, uh, the mortgage. It's your budget for the house, one year. The Comprehensive Annual Financial Report, or CAFR for short, uh, was government's statement of net worth. What had built up over decades, if not a century or two, uh, the total gross income from all operations, not specifically what they created under their budgetary groups, so the profit centers were included. So uh, on the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report, which started being done in 1946 and became the standard in 1977, not a peep, not a mention, not a word. It's kind of like the Catholic Church or, you know, never mentioning uh, the Bible, you know, uh, due to the significance of the money shown in the Comprehensive Annual Finance Report. So not a peep, not a mention, not a word. And to keep it quiet, this is very important, copies were sent to all of the primary editors of all the newspaper each and every year. The networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, were sent copies each and every year. When I checked on that back in 1990, uh, ABC was getting 117 reports, CBS 87 reports. I said, how come so many? They said, well, we send one to each one of the directors. <laughs> you know, ABC had 117 directors at the time. Yeah, so <clears throat> the colleges and universities, the deans got copies. In fact, the colleges and universities put out comprehensive annual financial reports. The only one who was excluded was the entire population of the general population of the entire United States. 
Yeah, and that's absolutely amazing that they pulled that off, but they did due to the money involved. You know, if you take a look at anyone's budget for their house for the year and then take a look at their statement of net worth, okay, big difference. It's all about the money, ladies and gentlemen. It's all about honest money versus dishonest money. And we've allowed the dishonest money secret combination to get above the people. And through that dishonest misrepresentation, the biggest game in town, the biggest con in town, became reality. Government debt becomes government investment. We'll talk about it in seconds. Government owns it all. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Even some Republicans are talking of trying to block his plan, but President Trump says Congress should be backing him up as he threatens to put tariffs on imports from Mexico unless that government does more to stop migrants from heading towards the U.S. border. They hurt my negotiation because I go into the room with the Mexicans. I'm asking them for everything. And by the way, if they don't do it, I'm putting the tariffs on. We're going to make a fortune. The president speaking on Fox News talks between U.S. and Mexican officials on the tariffs will continue today. A man allegedly planning a grenade attack in Times Square is expected in a Brooklyn courtroom today. Authorities say he was never able to actually get his hands on any explosives as they've been monitoring him and arrested him yesterday after learning he was looking for grenades. His identity has not been made public yet. This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Allen Root. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? I'm happy to inform you there's a solution, and that solution is Liberty Health Share. Liberty Health Share is a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. There are no networks, so you decide your doctor and hospital. Liberty Health Share allows you to easily decide how, when, and where you will access health care. Because our rights come from God, not government. It could be the best practical, moral, and economical choice for you and your family. It was for me. I joined. I'm a member. My children are members. Starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all the kids for $449 per month. That's my cost, and I'm loving it. This is the way healthcare should be. For more information, call 855-58-LIBERTY. That's 855-58-LIBERTY. Or visit LightYourLiberty.com. That's LightYourLiberty.com. And regain control of your healthcare costs. Together, we're changing healthcare for good. Former Vice President, now Presidential Contender Joe Biden, changing his stance about what's called the Hyde Amendment, which bans using federal health care money to pay for abortions. Biden explaining his change of mind at a fundraiser in Atlanta late yesterday, saying it's become clear to him that circumstances have changed. Where providers like Planned Parenthood are under unrelenting attack, where we have a circumstance, and I, I, this is, I want to be clear why I'm taking the position I have. So I make no apologies in my last position, and I make no apologies for what I'm about to say. Biden walking back his longtime support of the policy, explaining he changed his position because of recently passed abortion restrictions by several Republican-controlled states. The government's just-released May jobs report showing only 75,000 jobs created in May. And you're listening... To USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song 
to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, it's all hiding in plain sight, ladies and gentlemen. They've replaced honest money with dishonest money, and the repercussions are startling and stark, to say the least. Walter Berrien, our guest, he wrote an article called The Dumbing Down of America, Who Profits, his website, CAFR1. That's the Comprehensive Financial Report, CAFR1. The Comprehensive Annual Financial Report is where this all started as he dug into government finances and he realized, wow, the con's in plain sight. The video talks about this, the biggest game in town, but it's really the biggest con in town. And the reality is government debt equals government investment. Government owns it all by, quote, investment, if you will. And that's where you take an asset-based system and turn it into a debt-based system, and you use it to slowly gobble up everybody, and in a fascist dictatorship, you control everything. That's really what's happening. Uh, how do you help people get their arms around such a, a comprehensive yeah. betrayal? Well, a very, a very important note is not what is happening, it is what has happened. The, the complete takeover is already in place. It has been. And yeah, the population... Yeah, the key thing for the boys doing this, they had to make sure the population was masterfully entertained. And what we're talking about here on this show, and to your listeners, is not an issue, it's the issue that every other issue comes from. The money, the takeover of the wealth, you know, every issue stems from that. And I can't emphasize enough that one report, the Z1 report, which I have linked uh, the raw data uh, from my front page. There's an article that says, let's start off uh, government wealth versus the private sector wealth. <laughs> Who do you think wins out there? But the uh, at the bottom of the first page lead on, into it, uh, the there is a link at the bottom which goes to the raw data tables of the Z1 report. Now, somebody who may click that link and then start looking at the raw data you know, they'll draw a blank. You know, when I started looking on there, sheesh, I, you know, it took me several days of digest, digestion to get, you know, out their presentation, how they were disclosing, and so forth. But collectively, uh, local and federal government, I'll, I'll just mention one area, you know, the pensions from uh, local and federal government, $16.5 trillion. Okay? Sixteen and a half trillion. Now, you have to realize that's being managed by some of the sharpest cookies on the face of the planet. And who are they in competition with? Everybody else. So here, anyone who goes into the stock market or tries to create a 401k plan uh, or or their corporate pension fund, uh, if if they're uh, not in the government loop... They're, you know, food to be eaten by the sharks. And, you know, their equity will go right out the window because they're trading against the government management boys. And $16.5 trillion, a lot of uh, trillions, and a lot of wealth worldwide, nationally invested and controlled. Now, on mortgages, you know, everyone thinks, you know, Ginnie Mae, Freddie Mae, uh, Freddie Mae, Fannie Mac, you know, federal mortgages, they know about those, but... What they're not aware of is the hundreds of billions, if not trillions, invested with the bank's mortgage divisions and so forth thereof, 
which when you borrow money for a home mortgage from Wells Fargo, Chase, AP Morgan Chase, so forth, you're actually borrowing government funds because the number one investor in the mortgage divisions is local and federal government. You know, the banks are just the in-between agents. So you have, even on the corporate side, it'll show the total wealth of the corporate sector. And by the way, you know, when you see the total wealth on the tables, it shows the liabilities as equal to the total wealth of all of the corporations. Guess who the corporations have that liability to? Loans from, bond issues, and so forth. The number one investor? Government. When you pay your insurance principal for your house, your car, and so forth to the insurance company, guess who the number one investor is? Well, the insurance company is getting about half of your premium on their investment capital. Government, local and federal. So any which way and shape and form that government could take money out of the pockets of the population was done. And the population sitting there and not having a clue as to you know the extent of how much money is flowing in the government. You know, they're familiar with taxes, you know, property taxes, sales tax, but their comprehension stops <laughs> right there. You go into the investment capital, it's like blank, clueless. We've never been taught to think about that or no one ever had a conversation about it before, so the void exists. <clears throat> I remember uh, I was looking at a uh, Missouri township. Uh, it was almost a decade ago. Uh, I happened to notice they made a $50 million transfer from the township's operating budget into their golf course. The city owned the golf course as an enterprise operation. I said, okay, they must be planning on a major expansion there. <clears throat> but then I looked at the CAFR of the next year, okay? The city, the township said, we're $50 million short on our budget. Yeah, they just transferred out $50 million the year before. Uh, we're going to have to have a bond issue, right? Absolutely. The people got to pay their fair share for all the incredible services being <laughs> offered, sir. Yeah, right, right, right. So, you know, they have the bond issue, $50 million. Guess who the number one, the only investor was who took up the entire $50 million on the bond issue? Take a guess. The government. Yeah. Well, remember I mentioned they transferred $50 million to their golf course the year before? <laughs> the golf course was the investor in the $50 million on the bond issue. So they moved that $50 million back to fund the bond issue, where the public is now paying on the interest and everything else on their own money. Yeah. If they had not moved $50 million into the golf course, they wouldn't have been $50 million short the next year. But now they, uh, what they did was create a parking zone for that $50 million in wealth. By moving it to the golf course, then saying they were short, having a $50 million bond issue, and then having the golf course fund the $50 million bond issue which the public's going to be paying back the interest on, on their own money. You know, games like that are constantly played. <clears throat> and when the public's sitting there clueless, you know, just saying, oh, uh, what's on the uh, new show of uh, Dancing with the Stars? Uh, you know, let's plan our next uh, SUV uh, camping trip. Yeah, the uh, <clears throat> and little sound bites are thrown out for the public to catch. 
They think they're gossiping about something important. It's all a game of distraction. While the basic fundamentals are standing right in front of everyone's face. How many of your listeners ever do you think took the time to sit in their local court and count up the fines, the fees being levied, the cost of the attorneys for these people? You know, very few, I'm sure. But the court systems, especially in a large city, they're pulling in sometimes, uh, you know, a million. yeah, a million and a half, uh, you know, for the day or more. It's very profitable. <sighs> yeah, it, it it's all about taking the population's wealth and transferring it over to government. You know, and the you know there, there's an expression government likes to use: "We're here to serve you." <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and just look at the reality of their expansion, uh, the takeover of the wealth. I, I did this with, I'm from Arizona, I did this with Arizona. I pulled up uh, the oldest camper I could get my hands on, which was uh, 93, <clears throat> 1993. And in the statistical section, it goes back 10 years. So I had the data back to 83. The state's service budget at the time was $900 million. Total, you know, Gross income, you know, from all other operations, including the service budget, was $1.1 billion. Jump ahead 25 years, they were up to about $63 billion. Do the math on that one. Uh, yeah, the takeover and expansion, that example of Arizona is not the exception. It's the rule all across the country. If anyone ever sits down and looks at their city, their county, their state, state, their school district, and, and does a 5, 10, 15, 20, 25-year uh, look at their expansion and taking of wealth and building of wealth, everyone in the country would be horrified because it's so obvious. It's right there in front of everyone's face. Yeah, the takeover of the wealth you know, is there, period, it shows. Yeah, and I look at school districts. School districts get a lot of money. All right, hang tight. Walter Beer and our guest, when we come back, I want Kurt's response to this. Um, the comprehensive financial report. we got to talk about that versus the Z1. Breaking down the economy, ladies and gentlemen. It's all in plain sight is the interesting twist, if you will. Quick pause. Kurt in seconds. Walter Beer and our guest. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married. 
and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. So the bottom line, Kurt, Walter Berrien's saying, they're calling him a conspiracy theorist, but he's saying the evidence is right in front of you. Go look at the raw data from his website. Via these Z1s, literally from the Federal Reserve, in my opinion, kind of like a profit and loss statement uh, from the Federal Reserve Bank. And then you look at these comprehensive financial annual financial reports, you get a handle on the fact that, hey, you know what? Everybody has been duped. They have taken honest money, thrown it out the window, replaced it with dishonest money via the banking cartel, and then they have literally used investment or debt to back everybody into a corner and take complete ownership of everything. Everything, everything. And I'm saying that it's in process. Walter's saying it's already complete. Uh, Kurt, what do you say? Well, uh, you know, this, at least for me, uh, since I'm kind of a country bumpkin, besides the fact that I uh, grew up just a few miles from where he lives now, um, I, uh, I've been studying this kind of for years, not a course like, uh, Walter does because, uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of one of those guys that used to ride a horse, ride a horse down in that area and all that kind of well, stuff. Kurt, but Kurt, 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 I got a question mm-hmm. for you. Yes, sir. In your entire lifetime, have you ever heard one politician, one network broadcaster, or have seen in any network newspaper one mention of the Comprehensive Annual Finance Report on any level, city, county, state, school district? The only place I've ever heard of that was from you. And uh, my my reason for, uh, you know, kind of wandering into this answer or at least uh, trying to throw something in here that might make some sense to the uh, folks that think like me is, I was thinking about this question, um, CAFR, or the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report, what does it mean and why should I care about it? And uh, I came up with the answer, at least so far, and maybe you can correct me on this, but the answer for me is governments at all levels have no need for our tax dollars because of the ownership of governments at all levels is that basically it walter one one hundred percent correct accurate truthful uh and going back to what i mentioned yeah but hold on that's not correct hold on from a financial point of view that's factual from a control point of view that's not correct because if they can't tax you and throw you in the clink and can't control you then hey you'd be free to stop these thugs 
that's what I was going to mention, going back to the example of, you know, would you give your 12- and 13-year-old uh, kids carte blanche to write their own allowance check? No way in hell, but we did that with government. So the extortion racket and the deception just went in the high gear. I mean, whether it be giving your kids carte blanche to write their own allowance uh, check or a crack addict, an unlimited supply of cocaine, you're going to have devastating results. And government has been masterfully entertaining us <laughs> for, you know, 50, 60, 70 years as they took more, 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 more. And people just keep, they just throw their hands up saying, I can't, it's too big, I can't do it, it's too late, you know. The, uh, <clears throat> yeah, they don't even look at the reality of the expansion. Like I said, any government, city, county, state, school district, you can look at how much they were bringing in five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20, 25 years ago, and it's obscene, their expansion. I mentioned school districts when we went into the last break. You know, I, uh, you know, when I first started looking at this, you know, I looked at school districts, and I noticed, you know, the school districts that were charging the least per student, you know, Midwest, uh, Idaho, you know, Utah, uh, whatever, were getting the best results. The ones that were charging the most per student, East Coast, West Coast, big cities, were getting the poorest results. And, you know, it became obvious there, you know, it was the money. You know, when they started focusing on, we're going to get more money, they let the students do lousy so they could justify getting more money. But the school districts that had a certain amount of pride as school teachers, we are here to benefit our children and see them thrive as they get older. You know, they focused on education and not the money. Yeah, it, it, it's that basic old rule of thumb, you know, greed and opportunity running unrestrained. We allowed it to happen. It's ha it happened 30 years ago, 20 years ago. It's happening today. And most of us don't even have a clue as to the scope and size of what's going on right in front of us. We don't look at the basics, you know, the increase in the take over the years. Uh, I looked at a school district in northern New York, and they had a budget of about $33 million <laughs> a year. And then I noticed they had a very low population, you know, for kindergarten through uh, you know, 12th grade. It was only 3,200 children or something. Uh, I divided the school district's budget by the total number of students, and it came out to about 30-some-odd thousand dollars per student per year. Now, let me stop you here really quick, Kurt. That's how you and I got caught on to this budget stuff 25 years ago, too. We literally did this to a local school district, and we basically forced them on air to admit, well, they really have two budgets. And basically the summation was, well... The two budgets are because this doesn't belong in this budget, and here's the reasons why. And uh, Anyway, the bottom line is then we started getting judges monitoring our radio broadcast. We started getting uh, people literally um, uh, attacking us and acting like we were the enemy pretty soon. Um, they uh, wanted to act like they went to all the businesses. Hey, let's not deal with these guys. They're crazy. They're conspiracy theorists. They, they think yeah, the government not, school is not, the enemy. We're not, we're, not, we're not talking about betting five bucks on a football game you know, in Dallas. This is the biggest money, the highest generator of money in the world, which is U.S. collective government. 
I mean, if you look at a company like Apple or IBM, Johnson & Johnson, they're a grain of sand on the beach compared to the collective of government who has taken it all over. And in the United States, where you have such phenomenal wealth, okay, government, by taking over that phenomenal wealth, has become extremely arrogant, you know, corrupt in many a different respects. And their intent and motive is to maintain the continuation and perpetuation of the takeover of the wealth as the public sits there scratching their heads saying, there's something wrong here, but I just can't put my finger on it. Look at the trillions of dollars involved. Yeah, they will keep the population in a vacuum until health freezes over because of the money they're bringing in, taking, and so forth. Like I said, from the court systems, the prison systems, family services, school districts, in every respect, the cash has been flowing, you know, like you're winning the Powerball or the Mega Millions every you know, five times a day for these local governments. And... The public really cannot do anything at this time to stop it because of the money involved. I mean, the politicians will lie through their teeth. They'll give you a you know, total uh, song and dance routine and do exactly what they want to do. I remember in uh, Phoenix, Maricopa County, a couple of years back, was right after 2008, and you know the economic situation was pretty bleak. Uh, the county court system wanted to build their new palatial palace. Uh, which they had a price tag on of $88 million. <laughs> and the public said, no, you're not going to spend $88 million on a new, uh, you know, marbleized court, uh, you know, building in Phoenix when you don't need it. So, yeah, the public wasn't going to approve it. So the court system, oh, well, we happen to find the uh, $88, $89 million and continue to move forward with building it. And by the way, when they finished the project, I looked with overrides, they spent $123 million <laughs> on their new court house <clears throat> yeah but yeah public uh, wouldn't have a you know word to say in it uh yeah i mean it, it, it's all you know wind wind bags and mirrors and you know smoke and yeah they continue to just simply spend take more spend take more build investment capital where it's you know the entire investment capital of the entire population is non-consequential now compared to federal and local government and we, as a population, are masterfully entertained, caught in a loop that is promoted to us. I mean, if you sit back, you know, you'll have, well, it's Christmas time. Oh, it's Fourth of July. Oh, it's Memorial Day. Oh, it's Labor Day. Oh, it's, you know, Father's Day, Mother's Day. You know, uh, the loop just continues. It's promoted to us each and every day, each and every week, each and every month. And it makes us look like we're moving forward. But we're standing still, not backtracking. Yeah, well, and, and the reality is at some point you got to ask yourself, you know, this is the greatest con game, the greatest dishonest um, secret combination, if you will, in plain sight, the biggest game in town. And you got to ask yourself if government debt equals government investment and the government owns it all by, quote, investment, then you got to ask the key question. Do you own government or does government own you? How many right governments now, even exist in the United States, ladies and gentlemen? This is a, these are real questions because every one of them has these annual financial reports, every one of them. And every one of these right. pieces in terms of wealth is tied to a Z1 by the banking cartel. 
Right. Now, if you look at my front page, also you'll see a link that says examples of local government CAFRs. I took the time put up 4,600 links, and it's categorized by cities, townships, states, school districts, enterprise authorities, pension funds. And they even had a category I didn't even know existed <laughs> when I was putting together the list. It's called Council of Local Governments. And you'll, and the, you know, it's just I have about 10 or 12 of them up there, but the, on that category, uh, Southern California, all the local governments got together and created the Council of Local Governments to make themselves a stronger monopoly. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, as long as the public's sitting there and their TV goes on and the radio turns on when they hop into the car and they listen to the program script, you know, uh, they're content. And it's essential to keep the public masterfully entertained. Good entertainment, bad entertainment, doesn't matter as long as they're distracted. And, yeah, as I mentioned on the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report, which there's tens of thousands of people involved in making it each and every year, billions spent on the accounting, uh, and it's the holy grail of accounting, not a peep, not a mention, not a word from the syndicated media, controlled education, and that should really scare you. That should really scare you because here, the Comprehensive Manual Financial Report, which is the Holy Grail, has been around since 1946. You know, picture if you were a devout Catholic and or Mormon. Okay, you're out in Utah. And a Catholic, uh, you know, you ask them the question, have you read the Bible? They look back at you and said, Bible? What's that? Or you look at a Mormon saying, have you read the Book of Mormon? And they look back and they said, Book of Mormon? What's that? You know, it's both religions, Holy Grail. And the Kaffir is a Holy Grail for government. Not a, not a mention, not a word. That should scare everybody. Except for Bar- Barack Obama said the point well when asked some questions he didn't either want to answer or didn't know the answers to. He said, you know, that's above my pay grade. And I think that's how most Americans look at this problem. They don't get it. It's overwhelming. And or if they do know, they know their lives will be ruined. Just like they've tried to ruin Walter Burian's reputation and life if they stand up and tell the tale of truth. We're willing to do it because we're not controlled by anyone except God Almighty. Hour one in the can. Hour two coming up. Walter's going to stay. Kurt's going to stay. We're going to add Richard Mack to the mix. LibertyRoundtable.com, our website. We declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic, but you got to get involved. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.